Did you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder? I do. Did you ever wonder why the sun always rises, but the stars never fall? Why dry land is never satisfied by water? And why fire never says enough? Enough. The wonder of the practical application, really, of how God uses these four rivers of Eden in our lives uh, to flow out living water. And so I just wanted to, well, God actually asked me to sit down and walk through this, you know, to, to go back and take a review of all four rivers to see what this looks like, you know, how connected it is to the idea of seasons and the fourth day of creation <laughs> and the four rivers. So, you know, again, we're just going to go through them and see, oh, wow, this is, this is the seasons of almost every day of your life. Um, that, that starts out with the Pishon, right? Which is the river of spring. It's the blossoming of love. It's the adventure of discovery and the hopes of what you'll find, right? And every morning, I hope you're like that, where you hop into God's lap and you begin to study his word. Whatever that looks like for you, it starts out with this hope of what I may find today and, and, and this idea of young love, right? Where you're just infatuated and and every day I'm hoping starts out like that for you. And and then for you to what flows out of that season, right? Is that that's what flows into you. <laughs> and then as you give a testimony of what it's like to love Jesus in that springtime, you know, infatuation love that you have with him and and the hope that you're gonna come out of slavery, right? Because that first uh word of redemption is I'm going to take you out of slavery. And so the hope that, that you're coming out of slavery and, and that hope of what you're going to find in the Pichon River is, is what flows out of you and, and, and is obviously on its way to budding and flowering and then bearing fruit, which is what it's all about. That's what seasons are about, <laughs> this idea of fruit. Then comes the Gihon River, and that's the river of betrothal and provision. It's very much connected to the letter Gimel that it starts with, and that idea of um, Jesus is uniting with you and he's providing for the wedding. In other words, the Gimel always has to do with provision, and so he's essentially lighting our candle. And so if you're like me and you love getting up in the morning and, and spending time in his word, that he, at some point in time you, the light comes on and you can begin to see where you're actually going and what you're doing and it begins to create more faith and light, and it sinks your roots down, and, and all that comes right into you. And so flowing out of that testimony is this season of love, of your eyes being opened to behold wondrous things, right? If you look at the Gimel section of the 119th Psalm, you know, it says, behold wondrous things out of thy law and roll away my reproach and contempt, right? And so it's it's this, this idea, if we get back to the the, the second letter of the second word of the idea of, of what's come, coming out of slavery in, in Exodus 6. It's you're going to, you spent the first one getting the slavery out of, getting you out of slavery. Now we got to spend some time getting the slavery out of us. <laughs> and so, you know, if, well, I'll, I'll sum this up in another way when we come down. So we just get down to the third river, right? Which is the Hittikel, one of my personal favorites of all the rivers, right? And this is literally our marriage. This is the river of redemption and, and where Jesus shows us how much he loves us. Those outstretched arms, our innocence card. This is actually the harvest time, actually rejoicing the threshing floor, dancing, 
you know, it's flowing out of it, our testimony is what it's like to be married to Jesus. Because, you know, here it is to be actually set free and now to walk in this freedom, actually walk in your union with him. You know, it's an amazing time of actually becoming united with his word, right? And, and as you become united with his word, it really becomes part of you. And that idea of that letter het is this union between you and God. And that's why the river starts with a het, because it is the Hittikel River and that idea of the kuf that's in there. You see, you've got a het and a kuf, which is our statutes again. <laughs> and so this river is very much connected to the idea of statutes, which, of course, is our marriage and our connection in both time and space with our marriage. So the testimony of that you know, is, is what that would look like, you know, when you actually were set free, you know, when you actually became married and became those, those, that word becomes part of you. Like the 119th Psalm becomes part of me because I've studied it so much and looked at it and it's just like, oh my goodness. And then comes the Euphrates, right? The fourth river is the river of Dan and this idea of God's presence because he's going to come take you in this season, right? This is the fourth season. This is where he is going to, this is the happily ever after, right? He's going to come take you and you're going to go ride into the sunset. (laughs) And, you know, what did this look like when you actually came into repentance? You know, the whole uh, thing that is going to be made right. And, And there's the idea of the Euphrates River is this idea of rectification, this idea of making things right or that, that, that how you're going to make things right now that you've been taken out of slavery, now that you've been set free from that slavery, now that you've been forgiven for, for, for the things and become united with God, now how are you going to make all that stuff right is, is the Euphrates River, and how does that flow out of you? So to illustrate all this practically, okay, what does this look like in a story when I think about my story of how God set me free from um, uh essentially, you know, addiction to porn and all that went with the lust and all the things that were involved in that. And so when you look at that in the, in the very first river came the hope, like when I saw Sam, my friend testify the night before about how he was set free by this idea of going back with Jesus into talking to young Sam and all these things he was set free from it, it, it burst in me essentially a Pishon river, like, Oh, I can, I bet I could do that. Oh, that would be wonderful. And I, you know, and I began to, to the, the hope began to happen and the springtime began to blossom and, and those things began to happen so that I could see that, oh, he really was going to take me out of slavery. I never thought I could get out of slavery to those kind of things because I'd tried so many times. But that hope was birthed in me and that began the process, okay? Then, <laughs> obviously, we had to get to the, you know, after the Pishon, you know, comes the Gishon. That, that we need the provision in order to do that. So the next morning, you know, I, there was a season of Jesus and I going back in my youth to seeing, you know, what it was that I got involved in. And he provided me with a story of how my innocence card had been robbed from me. Okay. But, you know, that was just part of the season of what needed to happen in order to get the slavery out of me was I needed that story. I needed some idea of of how that worked out in my life, okay? And the third season, right, was the innocence card. He gave me back my innocence card. He he became united with me. And so you see (laughs) the redemption of the third season of the harvest, 
Like, here you go, Robbie. You harvested your innocence card, you know, and this is this is what you, I'm going to give you as a result of being redeemed with me. And now, right, comes the Euphrates River, and we're going to go live happily ever after. That's very true. But in that season, right, I had to go get with Tammy, confess what had really gone on, and make things right in every possible way that I could possibly do that. And so the Euphrates River looks like that. And But the neat thing is as you tell your story, you're, in, in, in other words, when we are testifying and we're becoming light for other people, they want to hear the beginning of the story where you fell in love. They want to hear the, the middle, the second part of the story where they began to build the relationship. And if you watch any love story movie, and my wife and I watched one the other night, and it was a perfect illustration of this. They did a beautiful job of illustrating this couple falling in love and the hope of this relationship. They did an amazing job of showing them working together and getting the provision together that they would be able to have this marriage, have a house, you know, building together and making their lives work. Okay. Then, oh, you know, the 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 redemption, you know, there of course the plot thickened and there was another girl that one that the lady thought might be having his interest, which wasn't the story. In other words, Satan came in to create all this stuff that that they definitely needed a point of redemption. They needed an innocence card. They needed, you know, that moment that you would normally call, you know, in any storyline, you know, the climax of where whatever needs to be resolved gets resolved. And you see that in the storyline that, oh, 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 oh. And then what's supposed to happen is they're supposed to ride off into the sunset and they're supposed to be happily after after. Well, that was the part of this particular movie that my wife was just said, that was horrible. Like this movie was beautiful in the first three acts, so to speak, of, of creating this thing, but they didn't resolve it well. In other words, the couple didn't come together in this beautiful um, uh, illustration of what it would make to make this the relationship right and beautiful, and you just didn't get the sense of them being married and 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 going off and living happily ever after. They didn't resolve all the stuff because it wasn't made right. The movie didn't feel right, in spite of the fact that all the other stuff was right. It didn't feel right, and so again, to me, the practical application of all this, because you have all four of these rivers flowing out of you because of the rivers that flowed into you, essentially the one river, the Jordan that comes in, and Jesus and all those seasons happen to your life in order to tell a really good story, in order for your testimony to really resonate with people. These are the basic premises, right? And, and it comes through the four languages of redemption. It comes through the four seasons, and it comes through these four rivers. And it's not, again, a coincidence that, that God made seasons on the fourth day of creation, okay? The number four, the fact that you got 40 days of fasting or you got 40 weeks before a baby's born, all that, those 40s, it, it, 400 years of silence, it's all very, very much connected, okay? And don't be surprised that the letter Mem's is the number 40, <laughs> the letter Mem being the one letter for Messiah, okay? That the idea of all this is when we tell our stories that we include these four seasons of the story, right? The, essentially the springtime and, and the summer and, and the fall and the harvest, you know, and then essentially how did we ride off into the sunset? Like all those are aspects of how those rivers flow out of us that we may bear much fruit. I, I love, love, love doing this podcast. I hope this helps you as much as it helps me. I can't believe how God worked it all out that I would see this, but it is absolutely amazing to me. I'm so th thrilled to share it.
Thanks for listening. Do you have a render? Did you-